Hey, this is Brandon Emma Richardson, and we are the pastors here at Slate Church based in Waterloo, Ontario, and this is our Sunday podcast. We really hope this message inspires you to lean into all that God has for you. If you would like to get connected with us, follow us on social media or go to slatechurch.com. And hey, it helps us a lot if you would rate, review, subscribe, and share this podcast. Join us for today's message.
My name is Leah Reimer and I'm joined here today with some incredible Slate kids and my good friend and technical director, Shepard Sam. And today we're going to be asking some trivia questions um, about the Bible story and we're going to test their knowledge, their strength and their willpower. So this is called the Truth Detector Innator 3000. So, what's gonna happen, I'm gonna ask you a question about the Bible story, okay? And if you get the question right, this is gonna light up green, but if you get the question wrong, it's going to turn red. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. So, we're gonna start with some simple questions. Mom? What is your name? Uh, William. So, Anna Sophia. Can you tell me what your name is? Ethan. 
Santiago. Perfect, it turned green. Good job. Hi, Will. And do you like your mom or your dad's Christmas cooking better? Mom. Your mom's? Yeah. How do you think your dad would feel? Dad. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> My dad. Your dad? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's the truth. What is it about your mom's cooking that you don't like? She makes good waffles. That's the truth. It checks out. So every year in the winter, we celebrate Christmas to remember Jesus' birth. Do you know what day of the year this is? Uh, yeah. What day is it? Uh. <laughs> it's, it has this in it. It's in December. <laughs> Another one. 25. 25. It's December the... Do you know what day of the year this is? December 25th. Perfect. Now there's a very special woman in the Bible who is Jesus' mother. Do you remember what her name is? Mary. Uh, Anna. <laughs> Ma. Mom. Anna is your mom. Jesus' mom is Mary. So God sent an angel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to Mary, who was pledged to be married to a man named Joseph. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Do you remember what this angel's name was? Gabrielle, I think so. Perfect. Good job. Okay, so far you're doing really good. So in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world and everyone went to their own town together. So Joseph and Mary went up from the town of Nazareth to a town called, do you know where they went? Bethlehem. Perfect. So Mary ended up to giving birth to Jesus in a stable. So then she went to a stable because there's no room for them in the inn. And she wrapped him in cloths and she placed him in something. Do you know what she placed him in? I can say it in Spanish. Yeah, say it in Spanish. Un granero. Perfect. Here's another question. So the angels appeared to the shepherds nearby and gave glory to God in the heavens, and the shepherds went to visit Jesus. I could only imagine such a beautiful sight. A little while later, there was a group of people who came from the east, and they followed a star in the sky. They brought some gifts to Jesus. Do you remember what these gifts were, Santiago? Gold and... I don't know. There was three gifts. Three gifts. You can take any guess, any gifts that you think Jesus would want. Maybe Tina will like Transformer. I don't know. <coughs> no. What? I know. <laughs> if I was Jesus, I would want a Transformer too. But he actually got gold. 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 Yeah. Do you want to take a second guess? What else do you think he got? Uh, Fire. 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 Pretty close. Fire. Fire. No, he didn't get fired. <laughs> he did not get fired. Uh, no, it's okay. It's uh, okay. Man. Oh, oh man. man. Oh. Can you tell me the true meaning of Christmas? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to tell me? What's the true meaning of Christmas, Adelaide? It was baby Jesus' birthday. Is it because of baby Jesus? Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Woohoo! Yay, Adelaide! No guesses? 
In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests.
Before I share anything today, I just want to 
Um, say a big thank you to our team who has just done a, such a wonderful job. There's still more songs to come. I'm not like the big finale. Uh, thank God, um, both from a singing perspective and even this. Just so thankful for all of our team. And, you know, we had our first show today at 10. This is our second. And they arrived, and the time we were allowed to be let into the venue today was 8 a.m. And so everything you're seeing today, our team was able to pull off in an hour and a half. All the visuals, all the instruments, all the mic changes and pack changes, and uh, everybody setting up at the back behind cameras, all the rest. And so we just want to thank all of the volunteers here for just a wonderful, yeah, just a wonderful effort and helping us start off Christmas so good. You know, you might uh, be here invited by a friend, and you might be like, "Oh, great! Here's where they try to convert us." And uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to try to convert you. I will convert you. And the next time, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, you know, Jesus isn't as interested in converts as much as he is in disciples. And disciples is like kind of a weird word in our culture today. A better kind of um, parallel would be the idea of an apprentice. Apprentice of like an electrician or somebody who works a blue collar job. Somebody who apprentices alongside someone, learns their way in the midst of whatever occupation they have. You know, Jesus was a rabbi, he was a teacher, but he was also God with skin on him. What Jesus came to teach and what he came to make apprentices of was a new way of living, the Jesus way. And uh, it's around this Christmas time, I always get the reminder of some of the worst arguments that Emma and I ever got in. You know, on November 12th, we set up our, our Christmas tree um, right after Remembrance Day. And we set up a Christmas tree, and I remember the very first apartment that we lived in, and it was tiny, it was about 400 square feet, and we had a little tiny baby Christmas tree. And we, I remember being like so proud buying this tree, and I think it could only fit like four bulbs. And we got it home, and we were about to put it up, and we started a new tradition that very first November 12th, 10 years ago, and it was the tradition of fighting with one another every time we put up our dang Christmas tree. Literally, years without fail, it was like, all of a sudden, Emma would be like, hey, just a reminder to get out the Christmas box. And I like started getting myself ready for this big match I had coming up, me versus Emma. And for the first five years, without fail, we would fight setting up the Christmas tree. And, and uh, you know, as we got older, we got a little bit wiser and we pushed it today. It started on November 13th. But for us, you know, I was trying to analyze at different times, like, why is it that we just, like, that's when all the tension rises? The reality is, like, we, we just felt like we had such big shoes to fill as individuals. The Christmas season comes with so much joy, but it also comes with so many expectations. And now we weren't the kids that the parents were preparing Christmas for. We were the adults preparing Christmas for, get, for kids, setting the scene of joy for all these uh, little ones that would be running around and we just had all this expectation and longing in our hearts. We wanted to just be perfect and in the midst of all this expectation, we found ourselves going at one another. You know, expectations are one of the, um, the biggest things that create a dissonance in our spirits, a dissonance in our minds. Frustration and, and disappointment often come from missed expectations. And it's around this time of the year, doesn't really have anything to do with Christmas as much as just the season, the hustle, the bustle, the reflecting at the end of a year and the start of another one, that we often take stock of a lot of the things that are going on in our lives. 
And maybe in your life today, there's some missed expectations, some missed things that have gone on in your life, some things that you're wondering, you know, this isn't how I thought this would work out. For some of us, we might be in the midst of relational turmoil or work questions and wondering what's going to happen in the future, whatever it might be for you. I know for myself and for everybody that I do life with, we've all just been through a big season. Because when you consider the life of Jesus, there's some big questions we want to ask of Jesus. Jesus, why did you come? And the truth is, is that there's a lot of questions about why would a loving God allow sin to exist at all? Like, why does a good God let bad things happen? You know, Jesus, uh, God, uh, in the early days in, in creation, decided to create this world with people that would actually love him back. You know, he had an option to create robots, and instead he created humans, and I'm actually quite thankful for that. In the original creation, Adam and Eve were there, and there was a tree of knowledge of good and evil, and there was a tree of life. And God said, listen, all of the trees and shrubs and anything that produces fruit in this garden, it's all for you. Just don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We might go like, man, for anybody with kids, like that's the worst advice to give anybody. It's like, don't eat this thing. Don't touch that. It's the first thing they're going to do. Well, Adam and Eve held off a little longer than probably I would, my level of self-control. But eventually, they chose to eat from that tree they weren't supposed to. What were they doing in this moment? They weren't eating an apple, as the myths might go. They, they ate a piece of fruit, but the fruit represented a choice of choosing something other than God. And this is the beautiful thing about God, is that God created not robots, but humans, people that could choose other than Him. Why? Because in order for love to exist, you must have an option to not love something. In the midst of all of my fights with my wife, the most important thing that happens at the end of the day is we come back together and we choose one another once again. But early in creation, we see sin enter the world as people start turning their backs on God and believing they had a better way. And thus transpires the pattern and the cycle throughout history of us turning away and saying, God, we've got this. So I don't know if there's another time in history to say, and maybe to observe, that maybe we just don't know what we're doing as humans. I don't mean that everybody is um, unintelligent and unable to figure things out, but you just look at a world that is in need of like a moral leader or, or somebody who's able to make good decisions on the behalf of humanity or, or somebody that could bring world peace and and there's this groaning, there's this longing, there's expectation that the world could be a better place. And the message of Christianity, the message of Jesus is not that Jesus came to just make everything perfect in a moment, but he came to redeem those who had cho chosen other than God and gave us an opportunity to put our hope back in him. And there's a promise in God that this isn't all we're going to see, but a day will come when Jesus will return. And those that have decided to turn back to him take from the tree of life once again might actually walk in paradise with their creator. You know, there's a verse in Matthew chapter 4, verse 16. It just says this, it's about Jesus, land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea along the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people living in darkness have seen a great light. His name is Jesus. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. And the hope of our Savior is that in the midst of our expectations of who he might be, in the midst of the, our hopes and our 
and our dreams and our longings for what God might be. Jesus, who is God with skin on, exceeds it all. Jesus provides a way to peace, prosperity. He provides a way to joy. He provides a way for order in the midst of chaos. You know, it can be easy around this time of the year for Christians to get really pompous and say that we've got the right answer, but the reality is, is that a Christian is nothing but somebody who just knows Jesus. There's a quote by C.S. Lewis and he said, those that have God and everything have no more than those that have God and nothing at all. The core principle of the Christian faith is that without Jesus, the Christian is nothing. The core principle of, of who God is, is that by accepting him, you actually receive the gift of salvation, that the penalty has been paid for our sin, that we cannot pay for ourselves and Jesus pays for it all. And so around this Christmas time, it's kind of interesting that we gather around the idea that Jesus came into the world after the world had longed for him for quite some time in the form of a vulnerable little baby and gave us hope. His name is Jesus. Can I just ask, just out of the privacy of everybody in the room, and the reason that we do this is because you might have been brought by a friend. We don't want anybody to be under any sense of compulsion in this moment. But can everybody in the room just bow their head and close their eyes? I'm not gonna point anybody out, but I wanna ask this question. If you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, say, hey, you know what? I want to learn the way of Jesus because the way that I've been living just isn't making sense. It's not working out. I wanna be apprentice of the one who can show me a better way, the Jesus way. If you're here today, you never made that decision. Again, every head bowed and eye closed, only not to make a creepy or weird environment, but literally to give some privacy. If you're here today and you wanna make a decision to follow Jesus, I just wanna know who I'm including in a prayer. If that's you, can you just raise a hand and say, hey, this morning, I just, I wanna make a, I wanna make a decision to follow him. If that's you, can you just raise a hand in this place? Yeah, thank you. All across this place, thank you. Thank you. Jesus, you see every hand that is raised right now all across this room. And God, while it might seem somewhat insignificant that we would wander into a concert venue at noon on a Sunday at the beginning of December in the year 2022, God, you have ordained moments like this to show us that you see us, that you love us, and that what you did on a cross 2,000 years ago wasn't by accident, but it was so that we could experience the peace of a loving Father who not only created us, but wants us to spend eternity with us. And so God, we pray right now that as people are raising their hand or have raised their hand, that Jesus, you would provide the peace that only comes by the power of your Holy Spirit. Jesus, show us a better way as we choose to be your followers. Pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. What a great moment that is. I wanna thank you. I mean, I'm not gonna be up here on the platform again. So I just wanna thank you on behalf of myself and Emma. Thanks for joining us for a great Christmas. Um, I hope that this just you know starts off your Christmas celebrations in a great way this year. We still got some more songs, so this isn't it. There's a lot more fun to happen in the next few songs. So thank you for coming. Please join us. Uh, you know what? Somebody else is gonna say more stuff later. The people, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. 
and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace.
space over there. We're going to be collecting donations over the next two weeks of uh, gently used men's clothing to help support some people who need that over this season. So if you're able to, we'd love to have you bring that on back with you over the next couple weeks and help out there. Uh, some of you are new here. Some of you are just checking us out. But a lot of you here are a part of our church and are regularly attending at Slate. And I just want to continue to encourage us in our giving here today. Uh, if you are a part of Slate Church, if you call Slate home, let's make sure that we're continuing to give generously throughout this Christmas season, supporting all that God is doing here, uh, and making sure that, honestly, just for us in our hearts, that, that we're saying that, hey, before all of the gifts, before all of the celebration, before all of the fun, that first and foremost, with our finances, we are surrendered, giving back to God and what He is doing. If you're a guest, don't worry about it. We just want to see you come on back. Uh, and hope to see you guys next week. Well, hey, I think the uh, team has something pretty special planned for us to finish it off, so I'm going to hand it back off to them.
Hey, thank you for coming too. Hope has a name. We hope to see you guys next week. Have a Merry Christmas, everyone. again for listening to our Sunday podcast. To hear more messages like these, be sure to share and subscribe. We're thankful for all that God is doing in our church right now. We would love to have you be a part of what is going on. You can connect with us by filling out a connect card online at slatechurch.com. And hey, stay tuned for more content coming soon.